Hello and welcome to episode four of Cheap Seats. I'm Anthony Schulte alongside my colleagues, Ben Shadel. Hello. And our special guest for today's episode, returning to the Cheap Seats desk, Derek Steele. What's going on? What is up? All right, we first want to start off this episode by acknowledging what happened Monday night in the Bills versus Bengals game. Bills second-year safety, DeMar Hamlin, collapsed on the field after attempting to tackle T. Higgins, Buffalo, or the Bengals wideout. Our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family during this trying time. Obviously a very scary situation, something the NFL's really never seen before, and hopefully he can pull through, and we'll find out more updates in the next coming days. But on to... We're going to go to the Killian Hayes situation. Now, oh, as, boy. As, as we all know, Killian Malice Hayes. Malice at the Palace Part 2. Oh, and boy. That's what a lot of people are calling it here. Malice at the Palace Part 2, a lot of people are saying. So uh, Pistons versus Magic, a couple weeks back. Killian Hayes dives after a loose ball, and Mo Wagner hip-checks him out of bounds into the Pistons bench. Obviously, the Pistons weren't happy about this dirty play. So Hamadou Diallo shoves Mo Wagner... And then Mo Wagner hits his head on Isaiah Stewart, which is really what knocked him out. And then Killian Hayes decides it's a decides it's a smart idea to sucker punch him in the back of the head. Yes, that really happened. Killian Hayes got a three-game suspension. Mo Wagner two games. Hamidou Diallo one game. And basically the entire Orlando Magic roster for leaving the bench got a game suspension as well because you can't leave the bench in the middle of a melee. That stemmed from the malice at the palace. So, gentlemen, I want to get you guys' thoughts on this uh, on this happening. And do you think three-game suspension is valid in this situation, or do you think that's too low? Honestly, you look at like you look at some of these altercations that have happened in the past year. The one that comes um, to mind also happened at Little Caesars Arena last year when Beef Stew went running back. I think we could say fullback. Honestly, yeah, he went fullback to chase down um, LeBron James. If I'm not Mistaking, he got a two-game suspension for that. So yes. you're looking at some of these suspensions handed out by the NBA, and they all have a common theme to them of being low game. Mm -hmm. And just that little slap on the wrist. And I know, Anthony, you mentioned this after it happened. Um, the Pistons are playing in France in a couple of weeks. Yes. NBA, the NBA would not want to keep out the one player – the one reason the Pistons are going to France in Killian Hayes. The only reason why the one, the, other than the Mexico City games, the one international game is Pistons versus Bulls in France. And the Pistons are the worst team in the league. I'll come out here and say it. The Pistons are the worst team in the league. Man, someone, someone mark that down. I, you know what? I'm just, I'm realistic. The Rockets exist, but the Rockets have more talent, I think, right now. The Rockets have more talent. Young talent, I don't know. They have a lot of veteran leadership over there in the right and you know what the pistons veterans don't really veteran they well really well veteran. <laughs> well i'm not sure if the pistons have the worst roster in the entire league i just think they have one of the worst coaches with this young roster in the league you know what I, mean, I mean there's not much i don't think casey is the answer he's not the answer and i don't think there's much you can really anybody can really do with this roster right now but the one thing you don't do is play Hamidou Diallo and Marvin Bagley over Jalen Duran and Jaden Ivey, especially in this type. I know you want to win a game, Casey. I know you want to win a game. You want to try and instill a winning culture, but that's long gone. You've already lost almost 30 games, and we're not even halfway through the season. The season's 82 games. Halfway through is 41. You've already lost almost 30. So, yeah, you're trying to win games. You're trying to get to that double-digit win mark, but why, why aren't we – playing our young guys. I mean, Jay Knight yeah. and Jalen Dern are our top lottery picks this year. And but, you've got, I mean, 
How many do y'all want Marvin Bagley playing over him? Well, but, well, Durant had a huge night a couple weeks ago. What was it like? Seventeen rebounds or like so, it something? Like, it was nineteen. Something rebounds. insane like that. Thirteen points, so, nineteen rebounds, and two he's blocks. only nineteen years old. So, mm-hmm. so why why are you not giving him more experience to to better him? Uh, further along the road? That's my question. I mean, I agree with both of you, but you look at some of this talent that has missed time. Sadiq Bey isn't playing like the Sadiq Bey we He's saw bad. We saw in the first two years. Killian Hayes has been balling out the last couple weeks. But you're playing Jaden Ivey at point guard when he's not a true point guard. I think he's play, he's played better at point guard since Killian Hayes has been suspended. He's but been more but my point is, your point guard of the future is Cade Cunningham, who's yes. missing, who's out for the year with the um surgery so you try and take a team without someone who's that late game closer i feel like that's why the pistons are blowing so many second half leads is because they don't have that experience yet of having the lead late in games and you don't have a player like Cade cunningham who you could give the ball to that can kill time take time off the clock and hold that lead my point here with the whole veteran leadership thing is you're going to be you are you are going to be in the in the race for Wembenyama. You're going to be breaking for Vic. And why are we playing down the stretch? Hamdu Diallo, Marvin Bagley, Boyan, when we could be playing our young guys. Why are we playing Alec Burks over now? I get it. When you're trying to win games, you play who's playing the best. Jaden Ivey's been very bad the last month. He's had an off month. He has. He's hit that rookie wall. Hopefully, he can get over it soon. But just because your young guy's playing bad, how is he going to grow? How is he going to learn? By sitting on the bench and watching people play over him and take his spot closing the game? That's just going to kill his confidence. If, if playing bad, and I know he's on social media, seeing, seeing all these people saying, oh, Jaden Ivey's falling off, Jaden Ivey wasn't the right pick, Benedict Matherin's better than Jaden Ivey, which right now is the truth. <laughs> and you don't, as a, as a rebuilding team, you, your season's already long gone. This, the fans are already not interested, even though we are 11th in attendance, which is shocking for how bad we are and how disinterested our fans are. how dedicated the, the fans are. I mean, there even when of... we went to the Nets game back mm-hmm. in December, you saw the amount of fans that were there, and you saw the amount of people, and you heard how loud that stadium was getting. You, you, a lot of it is when you see these stadiums filled up for the Warriors game, the Nets game, it's just KD fans. It's Warriors Curry fans. fans. It's, yeah, it's, it's all those. But, I mean... And again, the stadium's still filled. But, I mean, I, last thing I'm going to say about it is don't play the veterans over the young guys when you've already lost your season. You've got, you got to develop those young guys, and you can't develop them. There's no better teacher in the game of sport, in any game, in any sport, than experience in playing time. You in can't anything, replicate yeah. playing time at all, especially against these good teams. When you're close against these good teams, let your young guys finish it out. Mm-hmm. Let you, Especially when something happens like the Clippers, and guess who was in? The veterans. Burks was in, Boyan was in, and they choked away a 14-point lead in three minutes. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? That that bad that, defense, bad offense. At at some at some point, you I don't like blaming Casey. I've met Casey. He's a great guy. He's a gentleman. He's a, a wonderful man in this league, but he's he's not a good coach. We got to get a new coach. Well, and, yeah, I, I will say this one thing. I think personally, and we have seen it before. Dwayne Casey has taken that Raptors team to the finals, right? But Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern Conference Finals. But at the same time, Dwayne Casey is is a guy that can can take you and take you almost sort of out of a rebuild, right? Yeah. Any coach would have taken that Raptors team with Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry, how they were playing that year, how special that team was, any coach could have taken them that far. I think Dwayne Casey is the coach that takes you out of a rebuild, 
Does he have it in him to take this young roster and motivate them enough to get them to that next step? I don't think so. He's a good developer. I agree. And, and I, I agree. S- but that's why he should be in the front office. And that's why I think the Pistons need a Dan Campbell-type coach to when you play bad, he'll be like, hey, you guys were terrible tonight. He'll yell at you. He'll get you in your face. But that's what teaches you. Look at the Lions. Motivates you, yeah. The Lions were 1-6. And, and a coach like Dan Campbell, who when you mess up, he's going to let you know about it. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, not going to be happy. I mean, after that Panthers loss, Dan Miller said on Woodward Sports, he was like, I saw, I saw Dan Campbell two days after the, after the game, and you could still see the steam rolling from his head. Like, you need, you need a coach that's, that's not going to mess around. When, when we blow a lead, Dwayne Keats was probably like, oh, yeah, I mean, we put out a great effort. I mean, uh, I mean what can you do, right? They're a better team. No, you've got to teach your guys. You've got to coach them. You can't just de- – you have to coach and develop. It's that fine line. And that's – I think Chauncey Billups is doing a great job in Portland of that. Mm-hmm. You're seeing uh, Shan- or Shannon Sharp, Jesus. <laughs> Shaden Sharp. You're seeing Shaden Sharp develop at a fast rate you're seeing jeremy grant be be used in the right way you're seeing anthony simons just take an entirely new leap you're seeing nasir little play nice i mean chauncey billups is a good coach and a good developer which i think i'm i'm all on the the chauncey billups type train yes look at look at some of these (laughs) great coaches that we've had in detroit sports first one that comes to my, my mind i grew up a tigers fan jim leland jim leland oh jim leland was the same exact way where you had a bad game. He would tell you you had a bad game. Yep. Now you look at some of these bad coaches. I'm gonna stick with the Tigers. I'm gonna use um, Brad Osmus. Brad Osmus. Thank, Thank you. you. I hate I, Brad Osmus. Brad Osmus. He was. <laughs> he was. I don't want to say a hype man, but in the same way, he was a hype man. He. You had a bad game. He would go slap you on the back. Oh, you you'll get them next time, buddy. That's not what a head coach is supposed to do. Yeah. I agree. A head coach isn't supposed to sit there and yell at you for hours. I completely completely agree with that. But I also feel like a head coach should be able to go to you and say... He has to hold you accountable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Scope, you missed that, miss that grounder at second. You shouldn't be missing that grounder. Javi Baez, you strike out three times a game. You shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. And actually, fun fact, I need my cat after Jim Leland. Oh, you really? Did. That's, that's a riveting. I, I named my cat after Jim Leland. Wow. I'll say one more thing on the basketball side, and then we're going to get into some football. Nikola Jokic was suspended one game for basically knocking Marcus Morris out for the entire season because he, he threw that body into Morris, and he got whiplash, and he was out for the whole season. Serge Ibaka choked and then punched a man two games. LeBron James bloodies an eye one game. So Killian Hayes getting three games, isn't that surprising? Due to the history of how the how this how Adam Silver and his regime is handling, this yeah, that, type that's of stuff. what I was trying yeah. to say earlier. It, it makes sense. Should he have gotten more from a principal standpoint? Yes, because you don't punch someone, especially in the back of the head. I know he was already knocked out because he headbutted beef stew, but I mean, I'm sure the punch didn't help. Yeah, the punch didn't help at all. But yeah. we're gonna get into some NFL now. I know you boys have been waiting for this. Woo. How about the how about them Lions? How about them Lions? How about them Lions? Man. Winning against the Bears, forty-one ten. Forty-one to ten. Yeah, exactly. Scoring what? 30, right. 34 unanswered points That's to close right. the game. That's right. You didn't allow the Bears to score in the last three quarters. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, since their second drive in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, you take away J- Justin Fields' legs, and I'm, I'm not saying that and you injure him, but you take away his ability to run, and you make him a pocket passer. 
you're going to see the stat line he had that game, and it wasn't a pretty one. Well, that's that's basically their entire offense. I, yeah. I hate to say mm-hmm. it, but that's that's the Chicago Bears' entire offense. They use Justin Fields in a wildcat formation as a running back basically every single play. And if it is a design pass play, it, it really doesn't matter because Fields is going to find that open gap, and he's going to use that speed and agility that he's, he's been blessed with to, to create an opportunity. When you're... Go ahead. I feel like Justin Fields, I put him in the same category as I would a Lamar Jackson. Definitely. In his mm-hmm. first couple of years. He's a run-then-throw type of guy. Lamar Jackson, his biggest knock was that he was a glorified running back, and he's developed his arm, and once Baltimore gets a legitimate offensive coordinator, sorry, Greg Roman isn't it, and they get some legitimate wide receiver, they get a legitimate wide receiver one, Lamar Jackson will be a pocket passer. He's going to I think Lamar Jackson will be like a Josh Allen where he's able to throw on the run, he's able to evade pressure and the run when needed, but he also can chuck the ball 50, 60 yards down the field. This is easily Justin Fields' worst game as a pro. I mean, this year he hasn't thrown under uh, he threw 47% twice. September 11th and September 25th. This game he the threw the first two games of the season. Yeah, the, in the first four, it was it was staggered in there. 33 percent on the he didn't even crack 100 yards for the first time this year. Interception in in a touchdown. His rating a 40 QB rating. That's atrocious. That's that's not. It's good. props to Aaron Glenn. I Prop, I, I was gonna yeah. say the same props. thing. It's props to the Lions defense. You take away on the first drive, it was the penalty on the third down that caused the first down and then you take away what it was a 60 70 yard run from Justin Fields on the second drive that put them within the um within the red zone you take those two big plays away you take some big runs from Justin Fields he had 105 rushing yards in the first quarter Mm -hmm. you take those rushing yards away you shut down the Bears offense we could be talking about a 41 nothing game versus 41 10 yeah and I want to credit Deion Sanders for developing James Houston James Houston, a product of Jackson State. Thank you, Dion, for whatever oh, magic you, you were, whatever magic you were cooking up over Definitely. there at Jackson State. What a player James that, Houston is. That just shows so, you how good Colorado is going to be in two years. Mm-hmm. Once Deion Sanders starts getting his coaches in there, he starts getting his players. He's able to recruit at Colorado. They're going to be a force to reckon with. Definitely. And well, isn't it true right now that the Lions have two of the five? Uh, top rookie sack leaders right now. They have Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson and James, James Houston. Houston. That's James Houston through six games has eight sacks. That's the most Ooh. through six games in NFL history. He passed Von Miller by two. Von Miller had six in six games, his first six games. James Houston, eight. Now imagine this defense when you have a pocket, uh, you have a rusher like James Houston. When you have a pass rusher like James Houston in the first six or seven games, I think the Lions are a three or four or five loss team. Mm-hmm. Honestly. If you put it all together. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me ask you a question, Anthony and Derek. At the beginning of this season, I, I was I'm not a I'm not a huge Lions fan, but I, I did think Steelers. that the Lions I am a Steelers fan. I did think that the Lions should try to tank to get that number one overall pick to get a Bryce Young or to get a CJ Stroud. And I know I've asked you guys this before but where do you stand right now on Jared Goff? Do you stand where you Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You know, do you, th- do you think first. that you should okay. keep him because of how great of a player he is playing? Do you think he, you should go in the draft and get a guy, or do you think that you should go out in free agency and get like a, a guy like Lamar Jackson if he does go into free agency? 
So, I mean, with Lamar Jackson, he loves Detroit. Mm -hmm. He likes a bunch of stuff about the Lions. He's been to Detroit just on his own on a scooter. People found him at night. They're like, Lamar Jackson's in Detroit? It's a, it's a Wednesday night, and he's on a scooter in Detroit? So he obviously likes the area, and I'm sure if we gave him the money he wanted, he would come to Detroit. But I'm on Twitter a lot. And this it's year— Too, too much if you ask yeah, me. Too but. Much. This year— it went from, in the first seven games, get rid of Jared Goff. Jared Goff is bad. He's not good for us. Get Lamar. Go get Bryce Young. Go get C.J. Stroud. It did a complete 180 flip. And now it's just, let's keep Jared Goff. Yeah. Let's keep Jared Goff. Jared Goff is the guy. And this is what I'll say about Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a, I won't, I won't, I'll, he'll say, he, I'm, he's the closest thing to elite without being elite when you give him weapons especially when he has the confidence to throw the ball down the field. You've seen it. DJ Chark's a weapon. Jamison Williams is a weapon when, you know, Ben Johnson when wants used. to utilize yeah. him. I'm, I'm in Ross St. Brown's one of the best wide receivers in the league, and you can't, you can't tell me otherwise. He's top five right now, in my opinion. He's especially, especially with Jared, the magic he's, he's doing right now. It's, it, it may be put, it may be a little bit biased. I'd say top ten. I'd say top ten. For sure top ten, top debatable 10. top five. Yeah. But you give Jared Goff weapons, and Jared Goff will be a good quarterback. You give him a weapon out the backfield in DeAndre Swift, and he will be a good quarterback. You give him a good goal line rusher in Jamal, in Jamal Williams, and he will be a good quarterback. He is a serviceable enough quarterback to get you to the Super Bowl. We saw it with the Rams. Yep. Yes, the Rams didn't perform well in that Super Bowl, but he still got there. You still got to get there, and it's a tough road to get there, and he still got there. Let me let me bring up some stats for you on Jared Goff. 4,214 yards throwing, sixth in the league. Mm-hmm. 29 touchdowns, tied fourth. Mm-hmm. Seven interceptions. Seven interceptions tied seventh. He's gone over, I believe it's 250 consecutive passing attempts without throwing an interception. Yeah. 62.6 QBR. That's tied sixth in the league. Those are perennial pro bowler stats. And if he was on a Green Bay, if he was on a bigger market, San Francisco, Dallas, A, he'd be a... Starter in the Pro Bowl, I think B. He'd be in the no, MVP talk. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. There's who, no way. Who do you? Who no, do you he pit, wouldn't. Who do you pit over him, Ben? Tom in, Brady, in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers. Who do you pit over him? I mean, Kirk Jalen Cousins. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I'll Jalen give you. Jalen Hurts. I'll give you. Is the Kirk MVP. Cousins. Kirk Cousins, maybe former Michigan State quarterback. Come on. Now. I mean, okay, okay. I, I would say Kirk Cousins until let, the game against Green Bay. Let me just say this, right? Jared Goff is the type of player that I have seen this year grow immensely. He, at the beginning of the year, and even last year, you couldn't count on him to throw a 10-yard pass. You wouldn't be confident with that. Right? We were, we, me and Anthony were talking about yeah. the same thing. Yeah. The, you, thing you, you, about the, Lions, the thing about the Lions offense that has, that has developed the most is the ability to throw the deep ball. We saw the Jamison yeah. Williams touchdown against Minnesota. DJ Chark we saw DJ Chark, um, Amon Ross St. Brown. The Lions' offense, well, I feel like they're still going to be a run-first offense because they got DeAndre Swift, they got um, Jamal Williams. They're going to be able to push the ball down the field. They're going to be able to throw the ball downfield. Yeah. Well, not not even that, dude. It's it's the fact that I'm watching all these games, and like the throws that I see Jared Goff make are incredible. Like he, The fact that he can put the ball through these tight windows is insane. He's always been known for his accuracy. Yeah. It's just been his accuracy, the deep ball accuracy has always been the question mark. Yeah. And he seemed to have fixed that this year. I mean, all mm-hmm. of his deep balls are right on the money. Either it's a no-call pass interference that's messing up the pass or there's that, that 
nobody's perfect. He'll un- underthrow a ball sometimes. He'll yeah. overthrow a ball sometimes. Nobody's perfect. But he's improved that deep ball accuracy so much this oh, season. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, that's also what's kind of making me more of a Jared Goff believer. Like, we need to draft defense. Our defense has gotten better, Completely sure. Completely agree. But we need to draft defense. Take best available at defense. I love Sewell, what, Noah Sewell. Noah Sewell. I love him. Oh, yeah. Get him in this linebacker room. See you, Alex Anzalone. You're Miles, a leading tackler, but um, I don't The like rusher him. out of Clemson. Brian, uh, Brian Bullies or whatever. What, what, Brian Brise? What's his name? To, There's a couple out of Clemson. Yeah. There's a, I know who you're talking about. You, if you draft defense, or even if you want to draft, okay, say you want to draft an offensive player, go into free agency, get a couple good defensive pieces, and run back this defense. Don't get rid of Aaron Glenn yet because you have to give him a more comparable defense. Give these guys another year to develop as James Houston, Aiden Hutchinson, Malcolm Rodriguez, Kirby Joseph. I mean, those are – didn't Kirby Joseph get a Pro Bowl nod? Yeah, I think isn't he, did, he yeah. Re- Isn't he a reserve for the Pro Bowl? Yeah, he is. In his rookie year with Hutchinson? I mean, if James Houston played this whole year, James Houston would be there too. Miles yeah. Murphy, by the way, that's the guy I was talking about, the oh, rusher out of guy? Clemson. They you're talking about Brian Brise, defensive lineman, who was actually the uh, ACC 2020 Defensive Rookie of the Year. Pretty I, impressive. I want to transition into more of a broader NFL topic. In yes. NFL playoffs, yes. first— Bring on my Steelers. Come on now. Jalen Hurts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why Jalen Hurts is the MVP? Why Jalen Hurts is the MVP? Okay. Let's take a look at how the Eagles have performed with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. They, they lost, haven't. by the way. They, they lost. They, they lost. haven't performed what, what, with Gardner. What did they, did they, didn't they lose? They didn't? lost both games with Gardner. Oh, sure. no. So, Anthony, what happened to that prediction about a Super Bowl? I told you they were pretenders. Hold, pre- hold, 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 hold up. Hold up. I thought, hold did up. I, did up. I say they were Time pretenders? Out. I'm flag, just saying. Flag just saying. on the play. Just saying, it's looking like, like it, man. It's let me like let it. me speak. What, what what prediction are we talking oh, about? Oh, you did? Did you oh. not tune into oh. a cheap seats episode? Let, let oh me my god, I got caught lacking. What are you doing, got Derek? Caught lacking. Oh man, let me explain. I predicted that the Eagles would make the Super Bowl. No, thank you, thank you, thank you, Derek. No, you take away you take away Jalen Hurts' leg. You take away Jalen Hurts' leg. You shut down that offense. Mm-hmm. We, we've seen it with Gardner Minshew. You got so many. San Francisco is probably the hottest team in the NFL right now. I would agree. And, and Tampa Bay is heating up. I said San Francisco. Tampa Bay's not heating up. Come on. They beat the Panthers. and <laughs> they, had, they had to ride off of the Mike Evans wonder game that he has every single year where he has the anomaly game where he goes for over yep. 50 fantasy points. Everyone's like, Mike Evans is back. And then he's back to his normal self. But yep. it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Tom, Bra- yeah. Tom Brady he's, in the playoffs is inevitable. I mean, No, I'm saying it's Tom Brady. Yeah. He's going to be able to get that team ready to perform in the playoffs. Remember, Tampa's hosting a playoff game. It's going to be Dallas. Dallas hasn't had recent success in the playoffs. You give Tom Brady momentum in the playoffs, he's going to be deadly. This is what I'm gonna. This is what I, I said in that in that episode. If it's not the Eagles, it's the 49ers. And I I was even called crazy for saying the 49ers. I was like the 49ers are gonna turn it up, yeah, going right. to the end of the season. You're right. And nobody nobody even believed. Everyone's like, oh, not the 49ers. Right. You got to pick a different team. This is what I'll say. Jalen Hurts is the MVP because he's the exact definition of it. He's so valuable to that offense. In the two games that he wasn't there, they have not been good. Gardner, I, I May- can see that. Yeah, he he is. Jalen Hurts is that good this year. He's taken that big of a step forward. He is the MVP. With Jalen Hurts, the Eagles can win enough games to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they win the Super Bowl. I'm saying they could get to the Super Bowl. It's definitely be 49ers-Eagles in the NFC Championship. That's uh, without a doubt. Uh, I, I, I have some doubts about that. Who do you think is going to make it above them? Have you, have you forgot about Minnesota? Have you forgot about that deadly Justin Jefferson right there? Come on now, dude. Come on. 
We saw what Minnesota's offense quarterback. Great Michigan State quarterback. Okay, are you just saying Minnesota because he's from Michigan State? No, no, no. Is that all you're saying? No, 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 no. I just, I like Kirk Cousins. What? Serious question. What has Kirk Cousins done on primetime in his career? Okay, all right, you're primetime right. Primetime Kirk Cousins you take, is a real thing. You take, you take away Justin Jefferson. We saw it against Green Bay last week. You take Justin Jefferson out of the game, The Delvin Cook, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson, they got good weapons, yeah. but it's going to be the defense. Especially because they yeah. utilize TJ Hawkinson. It's yeah. going to be the defense that, in my opinion, is going to be the biggest question mark. On that team, I don't think I, I, I think after seeing how Minnesota's performed against not only Detroit but Green Bay, I don't know if it's just a division thing. But well, it's a rivalry game. They, it doesn't matter. Remember, it, they needed a miracle catch from Justin Jefferson to even be able to, against Buffalo to and even Buffalo's beat Buffalo. Buffalo's the best team in the NFL. No, They're I'm saying win the Super Bowl. I'm saying their def- Buffalo's not winning the Super Bowl. Oh come by on, the way. who's winning the Super Bowl come then, Derek? Buffalo is going to win the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. Casey's looking nice Jesus, this year, though. No. I think I think Buffalo's going to have a fire under their belt this year. I think they'll do it, and they're going to they're going to have all the motivation. They're going to have all the heart into this, and you know we're going to do this for Demar, right? And that's I think what's going to carry. Them I there. think injury. You talk about the Super Bowl. Look at the Super Bowl champions the last few years: Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Um, who was it last year? It was um, I'm blanking. The Rams. My God. Shut up, Shadow. You don't watch any football, do you, Derek? It's too early for Derek. <laughs> it's too early. It's too early. He said 9 o'clock was early for him. And he, and I'm like, dude. You're kidding me, right? You know what's early for me? Derek, come on. Five. Come That's on, what's Derek. early for me. But going, Four hour difference. Going back, to my, going back to my point, you take a healthy team, look at the Rams, look at the Chiefs, look at the Buccaneers, the last three Super Bowl win it, winners. They were probably one of the healthiest teams in the playoffs, if not the healthiest team. Buffalo's having key injuries. They're having key players. Everyone's having injuries, Derek. Everyone is. Look at the Ravens. They don't have their starting quarterback, and yet they almost beat the great Steelers. I mean, come on now, Derek. Jesus. Let's let's, let's talk about this. But let's talk about the Steelers for a second. Let's talk about the Steelers. Let's talk about about the Steelers. 38-3. voice crack. 38-3. Who was that? The third week of the season when we still had Mitch Trubisky out there? Come on. Kenny Pickett was starting. First start. He his was still first starting. Start, his first start. It doesn't matter, dude. Josh Allen Listen, threw for like a 98, 99-yard touchdown. Was T.J. White in the game? Was T.J. White in the game? No. He that's was a not. Hu- that's a huge miss. That's a huge liability, dude. Listen, all right? If you look at the past two games for the Steelers, right? I'm not even talking about the Steelers team. I'm not talking about the defense. I'm talking about anything, right? Kenny Pickett is unbelievable. He has that clutch gene, his number one. His nickname is Kitten Mittens. Hey, if you get the job done, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you, I don't care if. <laughs> I don't care Teddy if you baby have, hands pick it. I don't care if you have one eye and two mouths. I don't care if you can get the job done. You can get the job done. You're on my team, all right? If you can win a Super Having, Bowl for me, I don't care what you look like. I don't care. I don't care. Just call my team. If you're good at football, call my team. The fact that he's making these great throws, he has the clutch game two one, times. He had one good throw. Are you kidding game. me, Aaron? It was. Can I? Can I just say? Najee Harris basically game lost me my fantasy league at the beginning of the year until I traded him away. Yeah, hey, well, that's your hey, fault. His final drive was one of the most impressive football drives I two saw. Two games in a row. Two Baker games Mayfield. in a row. Thank you, Baker Mayfield. He had, I said, all oh my week. god, all week, all, all week. The all week Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I will. I will say, Kenny Pickett had. The most impressive drive of the week. Thank you. At the end of that game. Thank you. He I had appreciate a that, Anthony. Wonderful throws, but before Thank that, you. he did nothing memorable. Okay, so when you run the ball thirty or forty times a game, you can't really do anything memorable, Anthony. 
when when you had how, how many like how many error. how many oh you're 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 right you're 100 percent right our offensive coordinator is a pile of Matt trash Canada he is awful he's the worst offensive coordinator all is he, is he another product of the Patriots it, Derek he, no he's he was no. for Mar- I'm not sure I don't think so no he, he was wasn't, for Maryland, wasn't. For a Maryland oh, offensive coordinator yeah. Derek you could go in there and call better plays than this dummy I just I'm. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Matt Tell Canada. That's how you really feel. No, no, no. Steelers fan is a big fan of Matt Canada. Um, I, I don't know if that was a my grandma or an insult. <laughs> I think it was a little my, bit of both. My grandma with I, no I felt, legs. I my, felt some hostility there. My grandma with no legs and no arms could freaking coach better than Matt Canada. I'm I'm so sick and tired of watching us run the same plays over and over again. For crying out loud, we played the Bengals earlier earlier this year, and one of the players on the defense said they knew it was coming every play because we have, we're so predictable. It's just it's garbage. It's terrible. You run the ball on first and second down, and and you you throw a short pass on third down, punt. And then there's one or two deep plays when you have one of the best deep threats in the entire league in George Pickens, who's a rookie. I thought like, you were going to say Deontay Johnson. No, 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 no. He's a route runner, okay? He didn't have any touchdowns on the year, right? But but that that's okay, right? We, just, he, we have one more week. It's okay. This is not our year. If we can somehow sneak in the playoffs, right? Which Steelers means aren't sneaking. Steelers, Steelers, Steelers need to win. Not going to the Steelers need to win, which is possible, right? We can beat the Bengals. The Patriots need to lose, which is possible, and the Dolphins need to lose to the Jets, which is possible. I mean, last hold year, up, hold last up, year, hold up, last year, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, no, 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 you hold up. Last year, gave me almost gave me a heart attack watching that game. Do you remember that? Raiders versus Chargers. All the Steelers needed to happen was I, not I a tie. I do remember that. Not a tie, and it was thirty-two to thirty-two in overtime with what three seconds left. The Raiders made a last-second field goal. Thank God. Oh my God, we did get blown out in the first round of the playoffs, but but that's Kansas that's, City. that's okay. You know, I can't talk about getting blown out to oh. Kansas City because thirteen seconds. So, Whew. all right, I want to I want I want to transition into some into talk about some games for Week eighteen because Week eighteen is a Steelers very win. very important oh. week. Now, one I'm seeing on the schedule, we're playing. Are the Ravens and Bengals really playing at one a.m. on Sunday? <laughs> I'm, I, I, am, am I am I tripping? Does that say 1 a.m.? No, you're right. That does say 1 a.m. <laughs> that says 1 a.m. What, 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 what website are you it's on? Just on NFL. It's just on NFL. It's just the NFL. Yeah. Okay, we're checking ESPN really quickly. It's, it oh, says... Oh, ESPN's more trusted. Yeah, okay, sure. My God. What what team were we talking about? The Ravens. Ravens-Bengals. It says Sunday, January 8th, 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. By the way, can we talk about... No. I'm... <laughs> they, thanks, Shadel. <laughs> the biggest question mark for me is going to be, how does T. Higgins respond... To the Demar Hamlin hit. Oh man, I can't imagine. You, you I can't look, joke about that either. You look at that play. It was such a routine football play. And that's what you're taught. You're taught to lower your shoulder when you're and about to get tackled to try and gain extra yards. I can I can only imagine. It says TBD on ESPN, by the way. Well, it says 1 a.m. over here. It says 1 a.m. right here. So, <laughs> but, but, but going back to my wrong. point, I could only imagine how bad T. Higgins feels for. That hit on Demar Hamlin. Yeah. I mean, because there was no ill intent to it. He's also no. a professional, yeah. and he's he knows that it was a routine football play. He knows that there was no intent. If you're if you know you had no intent at heart, then it'll make you feel better. I know he feels terrible about. It. I know he does, but he's also a professional. He could probably. He, I know he's looking at it like you know what? It was a routine football play. I did what I was told. This is my job, and it was just a freak accident. And but still, you're the last guy to touch someone yeah. who. Yep. A collapses on a field. B needs CPR. C needs an AED. Yeah. I mean, that's that's gonna stick with you. That's gonna stick yeah. with you for his, a while. His fan, you his see, you saw 
um, on the broadcast, you saw Josh Allen in tears. Stefan Diggs basically forced his way into the hospital. Yeah, Stephon Diggs was in tears too. Demar Hamlin. You see these players in tears. The biggest thing in football, and Ben, you know this as well as I do, yeah. Anthony, you too, because we all played sports, is when you're a part of a team, it's a brotherhood. Yeah, yes. A team is like a second family. To So to A, see your brother go down like that is unimaginable. And B, I don't want to say T. Higgins was the cause to it, but to be the last one to have contact with him he before that accident. happens, he is the one that's also unimaginable. And when you cause the accident, even if, even if you weren't doing anything "quote unquote" wrong, you're—I mean—you're still the last one that that touched him, and you're still the one that pre- technically, if we're speaking from a technical term, that caused it. Mm-hmm. And his, I, I, I was watching the news this morning, and Demar Hamlin's uncle said that he practically died on the field, and they brought him back to life. Yeah, which it, is it something was, it that, was a bad play. Which is something that when you look at, I mean, you, you look at, at sports in a whole, it's entertainment. You watch these guys. I mean, when you're when you're playing on fantasy and Najee Harris doesn't play well, and you're like, oh, Najee Harris sucks. I can't believe he, he should get out of the NFL. You look at it from a whole different perspective you when do. something like this happens. And it's like, and I think Ryan Clark said it best, when you, when, when this stuff happens in fantasy football, just just take a look back at this and remember that everybody's human, right? Everybody makes a mistake here and there. You don't learn from anything unless you make a mistake, right? And if, if these are these NFL players, at the end of the day, they're human beings too, and they need to be viewed as human beings rather than just entertainment. Yeah. And I was going to say the same thing. You look at these professional players, you look, and it goes to any sport. I feel like we have the tendency to view these athletes as robots, as, oh, they're not human. And it's easy, and I'm guilty of this 100%, it's easy to yell and scream when something doesn't go right, but something like what happened to DeMar Hamlin happens, and it shows you that they are human, and it shows you that they're going to make mistakes and that they're not invincible and stuff is going to happen. And I think this is going to cause the NFL to take a long look this offseason at player safety. I want to bring this up here. Dave Burkett, he's the Detroit Lions beat writer for the Detroit Free Press. He just tweeted out, the GoFundMe for DeMar Hamlin's toy drive is now over $6 million with donations big and small. Those include... Robert Kraft and the New England Patriots with an 18003 for his number $3 donation. Matthew Stafford, apparently, with a $12,000 donation. Russell and Sierra Wilson with the $10,000 donation. And Tom Brady also with $10,000. Did you see the Donovan Mitchell clip, the postgame interview? Yes. yes. That just shows, like, I'm not a Cavaliers fan. Nobody here is. Not no, no one. Are. No, no one is here. <laughs> wow. While wow, taking shots at Cavs fans, apparently. But I mean, that's one of the classiest moves you could do as a professional. When you're a professional athlete, everyone looks up to you, mm-hmm. and you're always going to be in the center of media, if it's good or bad. Look at Skip Bayless, for example, and what Skip Bayless, <laughs> what Skip Bayless tweeted out, and. That caused such a reaction because he's such a present figure in sports and in media. It was the biggest ratio in Twitter history, by the way. It was the biggest like to quote tweet and reply ratio in Twitter that, history. That doesn't surprise me one bit. And that was insane. Um, 
I want to just give context to what Derek was talking about with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell on that same night dropped 71 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds in a game. He did it the same way Luka did. He sent it to overtime on a missed free throw tip back to tie the game, send it to overtime. After a, He's the first ever player with 71 points and 10-plus uh, assists or 10-plus in any stat, and he combined for 99 points. That is the second most next to the great Wilt Chamberlain, who did it back on his 100-point night and had two assists. But to score 71 points, I mean, he's 6'1", too, by the way. 6'1", and you're scoring 71, 11, and It's eight. unreal. It's unreal, especially after what Luka did, 60, 20, and 10. It was a great week in, in basketball if you're a basketball fan. But Donovan Mitchell, you just score 70 points, right? You're supposed to be celebrating. You're supposed to be the top story, right? When you score 70, you expect to go back to the locker room. You're the top story on ESPN. You're the top story on NBA. You're the top story on Bleacher Report, everything. Bleacher Report didn't tweet out anything about Donovan Mitchell's 71 because of the DeMar Hamlin situation. And he realized that, oh, I scored 71, but that that's just a stat. That's just a number. This is a yeah. life. That, that is the top story. And, that, and the fact that he had the humility in class to to be like, hey, you know what, prayers out to him. That's what matters most here. Not even that. Did you Props. hear what he said, That what he did in the locker room, of making sure that people were talking about it in the locker room and that they yeah. had a moment of silence in the locker room? Yeah, I did hear. I did read something about that. It goes back, and it shows the class, and it shows the humility of Donovan Mitchell. He's yes. one of the – He's one of the classiest guys in the NBA. And he proved that the other night. To And like you said, it's just a stat, and it goes back to show that these players are not invincible and they're not robots. They are humans, yes. and they're going to make mistakes, but they're also going to do good things. Now, while the stat is incredible, and you don't – this is the first 70-point game since Devin Booker did in a loss to the Celtics back in 2016, I believe, 2017. And it is the first 70-plus point game since Kobe Bryant did it back in 2006 against the Raptors. He scored 81 on Jalen Rose's head, if <laughs> nobody else remembers we're, that. We're, we're, bo we're boring shit. Yeah, Ben no, is boring. No, All right, no. let's get into some games. <laughs> Week 18. Week 18 of the NFL. Let's get Ben back. Let's, let's wake up Ben. Oh, uh, we're back. All right, Titans-Jaguars. Titans it's a, it's a win, win, and you win the division. Match up here, Titans Jaguars. What are you guys' thoughts on Jaguars? Next one, Jaguars. No, Jaguars. Next one. Um, I've never been that. There's no discussion. I've never been that high on Tennessee going into the year. They've just proved that Jaguars all the way. Jaguars. Let's go. All right. Um, let's let's. I want to I want to fast forward all the way to the final game of the season. At this point, at this point, it's the final game of the season. We don't know what's going to go on with this Bills Bengals game. When they're going to redo it? Yeah. If they are, they could just say it's a no count, which. I don't know. You, you, no, no matter what way you slice it with this Bengals-Bills game, it was an important game. It was. It's not going to please everyone, no matter which way they it's go. Good, it's going to be negative towards a team either way, and it is going to impact the playoffs either way. But at this point, again, it's just the point. We're dealing with life it's and just playoffs. It's just a sport. It's life. We put the life first. 100%. And we put the players first. If the players Definitely. aren't ready to play, you don't play. Okay, final game okay. of the season. Okay. Lions, Packers, Sunday night football. Ooh, We've been waiting game. all season for Sunday night. We get the Sunday night football matchup. Last time the Lions were in primetime, it was at Lambeau, and they got destroyed, drop kicked, kicked for a 66-yard field goal. It didn't happen that game, but they, they got beat like that. Didn't Aaron Rodgers shows that he owns Detroit and Chicago. So now the Lions, the, the, only, re the only way the Lions get into the playoffs is if they win, and the Seahawks lose. So, again, we are the biggest Rams fans in the world. We go from rooting against the Rams all year to the final game of the season. We're rooting for the Rams. Let's go, how, Rams. Let's, 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 let's look at how, how much the Rams have had an impact on Detroit. 
Matt Stafford wins a championship. Everybody's a Rams fan when Matt, when Matt Stafford's in the Super Bowl. Then Matt Stafford's doing Little Caesars commercials. Then the Rams have our pick, and they're surprisingly bad. So now we're rooting against the Rams, and now the Rams could send us into the playoffs. Huh? Huh? Okay. Why do the Rams have so much implication on the Lions? I don't know. <laughs> no. If the Packers win, it doesn't matter what Seattle does because the Packers win, and they're in over everybody. Yeah. So the Packers, it's a must win. The Lions, if the, if, the, if the Rams lose to the Seahawks, the Lions are playing spoiler, which, either again, either way you slice it, either the Lions are winning and going to the playoffs on national TV at Lambeau Field, or the Lions are spoiling the Packers' season at Lambeau Field on national TV. Either way, it's going to be spectacular if the Lions win. Well, I, I just I want to say this, Anthony. I think it would be the most Lions thing ever to win the Packers game. On prime time, and have the Rams what they they lose to the Seahawks? Or the the Seahawks win. And Stafford's considering playing just so Detroit can get to the playoffs. I mean, if if that actually happens, like, but because the the Seahawks game is played before the Lions game. Yes. So is. if the Seahawks win, it doesn't matter what the Lions do. It I mean, it, yeah, it, it, does. it it does. I mean, they it, it does. does but let's talk about something else that's on the line. Detroit has a two game winning streak against Green Bay. We do. But both games were at Ford Field. Week mm-hmm. 18 last year, and then what was it, week 7, 8 something this year? Like that. Something like that this year. Yeah. Jared Goff but, splits. At, and you brought up the whole home thing. The Lions are 2-0 and against in the last two games, but it was at home. Jared Goff this year at home has been a pro bowler on the road. It's the complete opposite. He has like six touchdowns and four interceptions on the road, and he has like, what, 24? Uh, 20 touchdowns at home and yeah. only like three interceptions and it's a big staggering number in the yards department too i mean clearly jared goff thrives off the home fans and he struggles on the road and of course the biggest game of the season that for all the marbles is on the road okay let's yeah. get let's i I, get. I will say i will say i think dan campbell will have the team ready i was yes. gonna say the same i think dan campbell had okay team let's ready. get the picks ben Oh, I, Lions-Packers? Lions-Packers. Ooh. You know, it's at Lambeau, like we talked about. Yeah. Um, do I think Campbell will have the team ready? Yes. Do I think that Aaron Rodgers will come out and play on fire as well? Yes. So I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers' side on this one. I hate to say it because I, I, I told my friend Kyle and I told other people as well that I would be rooting for the Lions this year because I love Dan Campbell. Um so I would like to see the Lions make the playoffs, but I think that the Packers, I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to come out and, and play the best he does when it matters. That's my prediction of the Packers. Um, it's, it's really, if the, if the Rams win, the Lions will have a drive and a motivation unlike any other this year, and that could, that could send them over the Packers. The Packers are, are hot right now. They are, they are coming off an extremely impressive win against the Vikings. They are one of the hottest teams in football right now, climbing their way back into the playoffs, kind of like the Lions did. Um, a lot of people wrote off the Packers this year, and, of course, Aaron Rodgers decides to prove everybody wrong because it's Aaron Rodgers. Of mm-hmm. course he does. Um, I am going to go with the assumption that the Rams win. So I'm going to go with the Lions. Okay. But if the Rams lose, I feel like the Lions seeing that result will – it'll it'll do one of two things. It'll – you don't want them off to the point where they just tear apart the Packers or they'll be so upset like, oh, we did all this this season and it's just for nothing now, and the Packers will stomp all over them. It's going to be either way, but I'm going to go Lions on my prediction, but 
I could easily see the Packers winning this one. It's it's again, it all depends on that Rams Seahawks matchup earlier in the day. For me, this is probably two of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. We talked about San Francisco getting hot at the right time. Anthony, you mentioned um you mentioned Green Bay getting hot at the right time, but also Detroit's getting hot at the right time. They've won seven out of nine, I think, mm-hmm. and their two losses were allowing 350 yards to the Panthers and then losing to the Bills on some bad officiating fluke plays, whatever. So um, I, I really think Campbell's going to have this team ready. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. I, I, I got to give, I don't know. It, I could see, like Anthony said, this game going both ways. I'm going to let Bias win a little bit. I'm taking the Lions. Mm. All right. I just want to, quick hitters, I want you each to say a team that we're gonna, that, that's going to win. Browns, Steelers. Steelers. Derek? Browns. You suck. <laughs> All right. Uh, pa- if it's played, Patriots, Bills. Ooh. Um, Bills. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to defeat that terrible team. All right, and the last game we're going to talk about, if the Eagles lose, they lose the number one seed, and they go into the wild Giants, card, Giants. and they have to play Giants, give me Giants. at Tom Brady. Giants-Eagles. Giants. Derek, who do you got? Is Jalen Hurts playing? Nope, Giants. Probably will because it has oh, implications now. Probably. Ooh, they, okay. said, they said Jalen Hurts will play only if the game's important. Doesn't matter. Brian DeBull is the big fat guy in now in, in New York now. We like Brian DeBull. We love Brian DeBull. Give me the Giants. Hey, it's Brian Dable. Brian Dable. Same thing. Never disrespect him like that again. I'm picking Philly. Give me your pick. All right, Philly? Philly. All right, that's all the time we have for that episode four of Cheap Seats for Ben Shadle and our special guest from Central Michigan University, Derek Steele. I'm Anthony Schulte saying so long, folks.